back once again to the Foxfire Farmhouse. We are glad you've stumbled back in out of the cold, winter, dreary, rainy weather into this warm, cozy farmhouse. The coziest. Pour some coffee. Pull up a chair. Hang out with us. This is the Foxfire Farmhouse Podcast. Welcome once again to our podcast. We're glad that you guys have shown up and that you're here again to talk with us or hear us talk about uh, storytelling with digital media with an emphasis on movies. Special fun emphasis on movies today. Yeah. We're going to have a good time. It's going to be great. We're going to do something new. We're going to try it out. We're going to see how well this goes. My bet. Very well. I hope so. Uh, Whether or not it goes well. We are going to have fun. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> yeah, here at the Foxfire Farmhouse because we have a we have a super secret VIP meeting that we have to uh, attend here in a little while in the yes. upstairs loft room. Yes, where the ideas are exchanged and uh, brilliance overflows. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yes. but before we get there, let's talk some movie news. So what do you think about Batman? Oh, goodness. I have been the the Batman apologist this whole time uh, around the water cooler at work and just everywhere that I, that I can be. Do you have to defend Batman? I do. You found yourself defending the Batman. Yes, the Batman must be defended because mm. of their actor choice, primarily. Mm. Because of uh, good old Twilight Sparkles is in it, playing Batman. And I, a lot of people aren't excited about that. How do you feel about that? What, what's your thought? Uh, I've seen him in other things, and I thought that he's he's done well since. Like he was uh, in the King. He was uh, the Dauphin. The, That's true. Yep. The bad guy played a good bad guy. He did play a great top. bad guy in there. Um, and so I think that he he could have the chops for it, but after like the third trailer, they finally have like let him talk more than I am vengeance. And uh, he's like, you got a lot of cats. And he just says like these really weird little one-liners. And you're like, ah, oh, that doesn't sound like Batman. And so it's kind of scaring me a little bit. Yeah. But I I'm think, still going to yeah. stand behind it. Describing it that way. <laughs> I love the visual style of the yeah. trailer so far. It's, uh, I believe, it's DP'd by Greg Frazier. Frazier <laughs> and he's one of my like favorite up-and-coming DPs. I think yeah. he also did Rogue One. Or no, oh. uh, yeah, Rogue Mm-hmm. Rogue One, I believe. The Star Wars may, one, yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe. But I'm trying to think if maybe it was Solo. I can pull it up here. Either way, I like both of. But the, yeah, he's both of the he's uh, he's an, a really great DP with a lot of interesting credits to his name. He's starting to get uh, some really cool movies under his belt, Sweet. and so he's uh, he's a really interesting guy. So I love the visual style of the Batman. Indeed, I do. Too. Trailers, but then it almost like what you're saying. Some of the lines that come out. Mm-hmm are more reminiscent of like Batman and Robin yes. or, you, you know, they make you Cat afraid. Woman, their interplay is just seems a little weird. And I think it might be the downfall of the film, but who knows? I, I think that the saving grace will be the villain as it always is in a Batman movie. Maybe. So yeah. the Riddler, they got a great guy playing Riddler. I don't remember his name, but I've, I, he's been a good, uh, supporting character, uh, actor in a lot of other films, like there will be blood. And, uh, he was in, uh, what was that one movie with the cowboy? Cowboys and Aliens. He's in that one. Oh, he really? did a pretty good yeah. job playing oh, the weasel son of yes, Harrison Ford. That's right. I um, forgot about that. He's in, he's in just in a lot of other things. He's in Beach Boys movie. Um, but yeah, he's he's a quirky actor, but I think he'll fit the mold for 
Yeah, Riddler. Okay, so Greg Fraser did Dune. Ooh. So he's the one who did Dune. He did Rogue One, uh, Zero Dark Thirty. He was a co-producer on The Mandalorian, did a lot of the cinematography for Mandalorian. So he's had some really interesting work and done a lot with... Uh, that was the best part of Zero, Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah. That was a boring movie. I have not watched it. <laughs> Don't watch it. <laughs> okay. You can watch it on silent, maybe. He did The Lion, or Lion. Did you, have you ever watched that? No, I haven't. That was a really good one. Dev Patel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he's so he's done a lot of really interesting stuff. He does in the... If we get into more geeky, nerdy stuff, mm-hmm. he got it. He uh, does a lot with the LED volumes. So that's what like Mandalorian did a lot of filming with, which just means instead of doing green screen and then putting stuff in later, oh, it's this. they have the big screen that wraps around and they yeah. film it and it looks like they're on set, yeah. but they're not. And the camera coordinates with the screen. And it's I just really it. interesting technology yeah. that is uh, doing some cool stuff. So mm-hmm. anyway, so we'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens with the Batman. I'm I'm really, I'm hoping, but my uh, hope's slowly being diminished. And my need to defend <laughs> has gone down. And that is our movie news for yeah. this episode. Cool things. So what have you been finding that is cool recently? What have you been enjoying? Oh, goodness. Um, well, I think I'll go with uh, The Tragedy of Macbeth for this one. Mm. Oh. An Apple original. It's starring so Denzel Washington. <laughs> uh Francis France McDormand. Yep. Uh, yeah. Although her last name is Cohen. I realize, I've discovered yeah, that yeah. in uh, reading the American cinematographer. Mm-hmm. Uh, thing. I did not realize that. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. She's like. For those who don't know, Joe Cohen is the one who directed the uh, film and mm-hmm. is married to Francis McDormand, apparently. Yeah. His brother, Ethan. Together they make the Cohen brothers. They are the infamous Cohen brothers of the. Uh, Oh, Brother Where Art Thou, Fame, Fargo, uh, Fargo, Barton Fink, True Grit, such like that, True Grit, yep. yeah, yeah, Hail uh, Caesar, Ballad of Buster Scruggs, that's a great one, yeah, I so, love yeah, great, yeah. yeah, and so he makes this film, this is one of the first ones, mm-hmm. I think, it's the first one I've seen at least, that he's made by himself, yeah, but man, it was interesting, For, okay, so just visually, you've got to think, it's black and white, mm-hmm. four by three framing, yeah. so it's not your standard uh, cinemascope framing, it's, uh, very minimal. The set design mm-hmm. is extremely minimal. Yep. Very costume reminiscent. design, even yeah, very, very reminiscent of like stage and theater, mm-hmm. like the old school uh, uh, ones from like the forties with uh, uh, Charlie Chaplin and uh, some of the people that were like, yeah, on his yeah, level. Yeah, yeah, that's very like, that's very true. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty cool. Lawrence Olivier was the guy who I was thinking of. He okay. did a lot of Shakespeare back in the the forties and fifties. Okay, so very... one question I had that I be interested to hear from you is yeah. I have, so I have never to confess, never read or seen Macbeth in any version oh my goodness. before I saw the tragedy of Macbeth. I, so I've heard the story in like, uh, I I've read a few books on screenwriting, things like that. And yeah. they will reference that as an example and mm-hmm. they'll walk through the story beats. So I knew what the beats were that were coming. Yeah. Is the film dialogue a one-to-one no. Read what's the what how how does that compare so, to the actual story to the actual uh, written word? So I need to go back and like reread it because that was something that I was confused with because uh, there's some parts that I don't remember being in the play, um, mm-hmm. and there's some parts that obviously were omitted because it's a, it's an hour and forty minutes or so, and usually it's like a three hour play, okay. so it's wow. it's a longer play. So they cut out quite a bit, but uh, and they mashed characters together. Um, the one character, I forgot what his name is, but the, the one with like the really cool arm, uh, shirt that walks around, like, oh, he's yes. like a pre- monk yes. looking guy. He's kind of an arbiter of I, a lot of different, I things. don't believe he's in the play. 
the original play. And so oh, really? Okay. Uh, what's really interesting is they kind of play with the fact that there's uh, like the witches are all are like one person in this one, but like talking to herself, like almost like possessed by like a demon. Yeah. Uh, which is really interesting. Um, but yeah, so as far as a lot of the dialogue, it's straight from Shakespeare or it sounds really, really close mm-hmm. to Shakespeare. Like, yeah, it's almost yeah. word for word except parts of it. Okay. That's so. cool because I found myself having to pay attention so much more because of that. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, it re- I mean, it rewarded the attention. It was great. Yeah. And and a lot of times what I appreciated was like Denzel Washington. Like I thought his his uh, uh, Macbeth was mm-hmm. really well done because you actually understood what he was saying because yeah. of the acting around it. Whereas some of the more seasoned Shakespeare actors sound like they're reading Shakespeare. And so they don't have like the acting to go with it. But uh, he did a great job and a lot of the other actors as well as like oh, yeah. Macduff did a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the most tasteful version of uh, the killing of Macduff's family that I've seen. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Usually yeah. it's pretty violent. scarring and violent, yeah, yeah. Uh, but this one was, it's st- it still was terrible, but not as bad as other versions. Yeah. Like uh, I think uh, Mel Gibson did one, Glenn Close, which was okay. pretty good, but yeah. Yeah, I, I just loved it. Just a feast for the eyes in terms of cinematography and sound design um, was pretty yeah. on point. I awesome. liked it. Yeah, it was good. I, I enjoyed yeah. it a lot too. Must watch. If, yep. you, if you're if you reading Shakespeare for school or whatever, yeah. or just want to watch or if a you really want, cool yeah, movie. A really interesting adaption yeah. of the thing. I, yeah, just the whole witch part was... Honestly, I think she should get some form oh, of award. Great. Just because, like, not just for the convulsion kind of things that she was doing, but... The fact that she was playing three witches and yeah. as one person and it was pretty, she did a great job. She was really, yeah, really good. I'd only ever seen her as like the old lady from Harry Potter, like uh, the fifth one. Yes, with the Potter. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah, apparently she's a seasoned stage actress. Yeah, apparently because so. she she had a lot of credits to her name in terms of stage play stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Good movie. This was nothing like the tragedy of Macbeth, but over the Christmas holiday. I watched uh, King Arthur, The Legend of the Sword, directed by Guy Ritchie, and it was a lot of fun. It's, such it's not, I don't know, like, I don't know what I think in terms of, like, was it a good movie? I think it was. But, but it was really enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, so if you have never watched anything by Guy Ritchie, so Guy Ritchie is the one who did uh, the Sherlock Holmes he did uh, Man from Uncle. Those yep. are the two the two kind of open three ones. movies that were more broad and you know I yeah. guess did like I don't know least more unaccessible for most people. It's like yeah. Snatch and uh, recently the the Gentleman and other films like yeah. that. So he's but and what I've what I'm coming to see is like some of his style coming through. He's just got a very unique style mm-hmm. that then is just imprinted on every film that he does. Yeah. And so it was, it's really interesting to see his style taken back to like Sherlock Holmes, right? Like, uh, 1850s London or, mm-hmm. you know, like that, that's a, that's a fun time. Such a good series. Uh, and then you've got Man from Uncle, which is more like Cold War era spy thriller. Mm-hmm. And that was fun. Mm-hmm. But then throwing it back into the medieval ages where kind of a modern or a, uh, yeah, a, a, a mythic telling of. Yes, right. Like, yeah, a mythic telling. I mean, King Arthur's always kind of ends up being uh, mythologized, but this was mythologized with the style of a modern filmmaker, and Mm -hmm. it was just a good time. That was a fun, fun, fun trip of a movie. Mm -hmm. So go watch it, enjoy it, have a good time. 
So Jude Law did a great job in that movie. He did. Shout out for a good villain. I'm yep. a sucker for a good villain. And yeah, good villains always yeah. <laughs> drive people forward better. Yeah. So yeah, it was good. Great. Go, Go check those movies out. Check Tragedy em. of Macbeth, Legend of the Sword. Won't be disappointed. Both involve swords and sword fights. Actually, Macbeth actually had a pretty good sword fight. He did. Yeah. That was anyway. Pretty sweet. Surprise for a stage. Denzel Washington with a sword, man. You need more of that. We do. I think he had one in Book of Eli. Didn't he have like a samurai sword? I thought it was an axe. It was an axe. Did he have an axe? I haven't or actually seen that movie. Me either. Well, we don't know. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Something that we need to watch. Homework. Don't, anyway. Don't, <laughs> don't ask us what he wielded in this movie. Yeah. Anyway, well, we're going to move on to the subject of the day. Let's do it. And now, our feature presentation. So today we're going to do something really new, really interesting. Really, what we're just excited to do it. We're just a I bunch of big old nerds. I hope ready you're to... excited to listen to it. Yeah. But uh, we are going to take a Bible story, and we are going to cast that that story. Mm-hmm. Maybe crew it up a little bit too. Definitely give get it a, a director. director. Yeah. Find uh, find some people to run. Maybe these, a DOP. These things. We'll see. So, Roger Deakins. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that's immediately. And Roger Deakins. I just want to throw him in whatever project I, I ever do. Like, exactly. He's, he's, he's just there. Yeah. So, we are going to do the story of Esther. And so, what's going to happen is we are going to, first of all, kind of rehearse the story of Esther so that we have it fresh in our minds. And then we are going to talk about who we would pick as a director for the film adaption of the story of Esther. And mm-hmm. then we will talk about the different characters in the story and who we would cast in their roles. So me and Elijah have both given a little bit of thought to this, jotted down some ideas about oh, yeah. who we would want to uh, direct and star in this film. And so we're going to bounce our ideas off of each other and see if we can come up with the perfect casting yeah. of Esther. And then it. if you like our casting of Esther, give us some money. Please. We won't make the film. We just want money. Or whoever we choose to direct it, <laughs> we will, please make we will it. hire it. Yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> we, we, we just want this thing to exist. Yeah. So, story of Esther. How does it start? Uh, story of Esther starts um, with the people of Israel, obviously, are found in uh, exile. This is when they're in Persia um, under King Ahasuerus. And it opens with Ahasuerus and his court. And uh, he's uh, looking to have his queen come into his court for all of his peoples after some political successes. Yeah, yeah. Successes. Big party feast. Yeah. And uh, so he's had a lot of merriment and he's like, I'm going to show off my wife to everyone. Queen Vashti, I think is her name. Mm-hmm. And uh, she doesn't want to come. She, she says, doesn't want to come down. Not coming down, <laughs> King. And not today. Yeah. So it already starts off on kind of a comical foot. Um, and then the king enraged decides that he needs to find himself a new wife because she won't listen to him and has publicly embarrassed him in front of all Mm of the who's who of his empire, which is quite large from India to was it India to is it? Yes. No, it lists it. It Yeah, it does. Anyway, India to the middle East. Yeah. Up to Greece, basically Ethiopia, Ethiopia. Ethiopia. That's what it is. India to Ethiopia. So Mm -hmm. huge, huge Huge swath. Yeah. So it leads to a large casting list of actors. And I guess that that's, I don't know. Do you want to like go through this piecing, like piecemeal, like where we, let's just go just ahead go and, through the whole story. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. then from there, he, and not only does he say that queen Vashti, yeah. uh, he's going to get a new queen. Yeah. He like makes a law with the strongest possible, like it cannot ever be re rewritten. Mm-hmm. 
you're never going to come back in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kicks her out. You're never allowed in my court. Because he asks his uh, provincial rulers, mm-hmm. like, what should I do about this? And they say, listen, if all of the women in the empire realize that Queen Vashti did this and you don't punish her, then they're all going to rise up mm-hmm. and we can't have a rising nope. of women. Nope. And my so wife they're going to stomp this thing out. going to start wearing the... The robe in the family. Exactly. They're not wearing She's going to steal the crown. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and so then he makes this law. And he, after a little while, is like, I need a new queen. Yep. And so then he hi- he gets his, uh, he's got a, there's a guy named. Yeah. Uh, where's the name? Um, he's an, an elder of, of sorts. Starts with an M. Uh, Mamukin. Mamukin, yeah. Mamukin. I don't really remember. Where, did name. they say where he's from? Or is it just Mamukin? Uh, it probably does. He's somewhere anyway, somewhere in the Persian Empire. He has come. Yeah, from. so he so he's going to assemble people. It when, sounds like he's been around for a while for other. Yeah, let me too. see. Yeah, and so anyway, he's so this uh, Hegai is mm-hmm. the name of the eunuch uh, of the king's eunuch, mm-hmm. and Hegai is going to gather together this harem mm-hmm. of young women, and he gives them six months to get ready mm-hmm. for their presence before yeah. the king because they're coming from all sorts of different situations, mm-hmm. and they're going to be ready to be royalty. Mm-hmm. And then one by one, they're going to have knights with the king mm-hmm. and the king's finally going to decide, here's the one I want to be my queen. Yep. He's going to choose her. And then now he's got his queen back. Mm-hmm. One of the young ladies that gets swept up into this harem is named Esther. Yep. She At the behest is of one, Mordecai. Yes. She's one of the Jewish exiles mm-hmm. and her cousin, I believe it is. Uh, uncle. I thought it was the son of an uncle. I thought it was her uncle. No, I'm pretty sure it's a cousin. Okay, we'll, we'll see. We'll we'll look we'll look it up. I'll look it up <laughs> while way. you carry the story yeah. on. Um, so so yeah, Mordecai, Mordecai gets Esther yeah. into this harem. Yep, says, "Do not say that you're a Jew. Do not say that you're you're one of you're not a Hebrew. I guess is is the term at that point. Don't don't say that you're a Hebrew." And uh, I've and it also seems that he and he is also hidden that he's also in the court of the king, one of like a lesser uh, dignitaries under the king. Um, and, uh, so he kind of gets her pulled into this harem, uh, and she gets prepared for this. And then meanwhile, uh, Mordecai kind of goes on, uh, an adventure in protecting the king and he finds two, two ruffians that were meant to kill the king. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, that deed was put into a book of remembrance for the king to peruse at his leisure. Um, but it doesn't sound like the king necessarily knew that that had happened. No. Uh, at that point. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the Lord, or not the Lord, <laughs> the king uh, raises up a servant from among his uh, his uh, leaders, and that servant's name is Haman, the Amalekite. Uh, and uh, he's not a good dude to the people of Israel, if you no. remember who the Amalekites are. Yeah. Yeah, they're the, the people, one of the, the people groups who attacked Israel while they were in the wilderness. Um, and... Uh, also, they show back up in Samuel when Saul was co- told to kill King Agag, mm-hmm. uh, and he didn't. And then Samuel had to do the business for him. Yeah. Um, but And so this whole time, they've always sought after the destruction of Israel. So this is not good news for the people of Israel. At this point in the story, people of Israel would start spitting because uh, this was a, a, a popular reading during the Festival of Purim by the... Yeah, so he's so he's coming up. So the, yeah. this is the this is the... Enemy of the Jews yep. now ascending to some kind of power over, and over one Mordecai. of the things, yeah. So he's he's one of the guys who's above Mordecai, mm-hmm. and he walks into the court, mm-hmm. and everyone gives Must deference bow. to this dude. So they bow to him. 
They're dropping to their feet. And Mordecai just sits there. He's not going to bother this right guy. right on by. He acts like he doesn't exist. Yep. And Haman does not like that. Mm-hmm. He is livid. He mm-hmm. is petty and he is all about... And then he finds out this guy's a Jew and it just enrages him so mm-hmm. badly that he wants to... He doesn't just want to kill Mordecai. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, we're not just going to kill him. Mm-hmm. We're going to kill all Jews. Yep. That's, They're that's responsible the for the killing of most of his people. And as so well. he's going to wipe him out. So this is this is a yeah. this is a family feud going back generations. So many generations. And so then he he concocts this plan mm-hmm. to kill everybody. And yep. he gets this edict signed that mm-hmm. on this one given day that they can wipe out and annihilate the Jews. Uh-huh. So that all the Hebrew people because they're lawless, they're not listening to the king. Yeah, they're they're just a real blight. Well, he doesn't even. Blight I don't society. even think he says that they're like he doesn't name the people. He just says he says, "Oh, there's this people that are, are doing this yeah, thing," and he says, "Well, here's my society. ring. Go make this a law, basically." And so he goes and he makes it a law, and the Jews now are in trouble. Mordecai finds out about this. He sends word to Esther. Where's sackcloth? Yeah, and so Esther. Well, actually, Esther sends word to him to see what's going on. Uh-huh. He, she finds out that this is happening mm-hmm. and Mordecai begs her to go into the king and to ask for the king to override this rule. Mm-hmm. And so she's afraid of it. She doesn't, yep. you know, because She'll when you go in to. before the king and King, how do you say his name? Ahasuerus. Or you Ahasuerus. can just say, I would just say Xerxes because that's his Greek name that most people know him. By. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's famous so, for other things in history. Okay. So King Xerxes yeah. is, uh, when you come into his court, mm-hmm. if he doesn't want you there, you die. There's yeah. a set of gallows that he just hangs people on just because you came into his court at the wrong time. A so, horrible version of Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> right. You yeah, ruined exactly. my groove! And he throws you out the window onto <laughs> the gallows. It's pretty much exactly what yeah. happens. And so if she goes in there and ruins his groove, mm-hmm. then this is going to be bad news for him. Yep. Or for her and for the Jewish people. Yep. And so uh, she is not too keen on doing it, but she mm-hmm. commits to doing it. She, and Mordecai convinces her, says, maybe this is the exact reason why you've been brought up to this position. Yep. And so you've got it. it it's all on you. Mm-hmm. And she decides to do it. She says, we're going to fast for three days. Mm-hmm. And she asks him to do the same. So her and her young women who are attending her all fast. He fasts. After the end of three days, she goes in and there's a sign that the king raises a scepter to them. Mm-hmm. And she would come and touch the scepter. And that's a sign that, I've allowed you to be in my court. And, mm-hmm. you know, the drama happens. She walks in. The king sees her, is really pleased with her, and brings her in. He doesn't mm-hmm. kill her. Mm-hmm. He says, what do you want? She says, how about you come to a meal with me? Yeah. I'm, made, I'm preparing a feast, yeah. a dinner. And I'll tell you then. Yeah. <laughs> and, and bring Haman with you. Mm-hmm. And Haman... Meanwhile, so excited is stoked he's like the queen what... asked for me yeah. <laughs> of all the people in the realm yeah the goes home tells his wife asks for me yeah yeah exactly uh it's it's great and she's like oh my gosh this is a great thing he's like but gosh dang it mordecai is so terrible <laughs> i just can't even stand that guy yeah i can't be happy because nope. mordecai is still alive yep so he goes to this feast mm-hmm I think there's I, a little got, bit. In oh yeah, hang on, hang on. Go, yeah, yeah. fill in the gap there. There's, there um, is a. And happening. so bef- before that, before this feast, the king is feast, up at night or something. Like yeah, that. he's yeah. up late and uh, he's reading the book of remembrance and he sees, oh my goodness, this Mordecai guy, he saved my life and I have to like show the people that I care about my people that like serve me. And so uh, he's he comes the next morning. He's sitting in his court and nobody's gotten there. But, of course, Haman, he's there bright and early. Mm-hmm. And so Xerxes is like, 
is there anyone in my court who I can call upon? And Haman's like, I'm here. <laughs> and he's like, okay, great. Well, Mordecai's about to get here. And what I want you to do is to throw him on a chariot, throw well, a robe no, no, on no. him. Before he says this, he asks, he says, what would you do for the man that the king delights oh, to Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Mordecai's like, he's talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, what I want. He's like, okay, I've got an idea. You put your royal robe on him yeah. that you've wore before. Mm-hmm. And you put him on your best horse. Mm-hmm. And you get someone who you really like to parade him around town and just show him off to the people and say, this is what happens to the yeah. man who the king wants to honor. Yep. And more, uh, and uh, Haman is just like, this is going to be so nice. He's picturing yep. himself on top of this horse with the just, king's robe. And the king yeah. is like, great idea. You go do that to, to, to Mordecai, Mordecai. <laughs> because he saved me from yeah. a plot that I didn't know was. <laughs> and of course. You just see Haman's face. Just, drops. Okay. <laughs> just, just keeping the smile but dying on the inside <laughs> so then he's walking around town this is what happens to the man who the king wants to honor and mm-hmm. yeah oh, it's it's a great scene. i just love it if he's just writing like trying to get through it as fast as possible and like that people keep awesome. stopping him so he has to like keep going and like it slows him down so <laughs> yeah. you just you're just really long raking it in yeah um so, so then so then he ends up going to this mm-hmm. this banquet though but he is so Vexed. He can hardly enjoy. And it. prior to that, his wife, he talks to his wife. He's like, "I want to kill Mordecai." <laughs> and, oh yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> yes, okay. This is we're one getting, of the best we, parts. We, we obviously don't know the story well enough to really pitch it, but But then, so she, they're like, "Hey, how about you build a gallows fifty cubits high? Like this is massive, massively high. We're talking so big. It's like three or four stories. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's huge. So isn't it made of gold too? It's like a gonna, gold gallows. Oh, I don't or remember. It's, but everyone's gonna yeah. see it. Like this is this is an epic gallows. This is not like the king gallows. This is like. This is made. This is Haman's gallows. Yeah, named after him because of his greatness. <laughs> <laughs> so then I want a plaque that says Haman's gallows <laughs> right below it. <laughs> and so then he goes to this uh, banquet. Yeah, and at the banquet, th- the king asks, "Hey, what do you want? You know, I told you I'd give you whatever you want up to half my kingdom. What is it that you want?" Goodness. And she says, "Listen." You've signed this order that these people are going to get killed. I am one of those people. Mm-hmm. And someone is tricked, you know, like basically yep. we are being annihilated for no reason. And he says, who is this wicked man <laughs> who would do such a thing? And she points her finger <laughs> yep. at the man who she's brought to dinner. And he's just like, li- the king rushes out. Xerxes Z- yep. is yeah. storming I like around. how he just leaves the room. He's, he's like <laughs> storming around. And yeah. Haman is just now, He's he knows he's his life is hanging by a thread. Weeping at Esther's feet. And so he falls to Esther's feet and is begging for her to re- reverse this whole thing. Well, then the king, in not a good frame of mind, comes into the room. And he sees... Mordecai or a Haman kind of clutching at Esther, trying to beg her to, you know, get over this thing. And the king just is willing to immediately assume the worst. And you assault my queen? Yeah. And so he's like, out of here and they kill this man. And they say, well, he's got this big gallows. How should we kill him? And they're like, well, he just built the. Kind of crazy, <laughs> but there is this massive gallows out there. I think we could. You can put see him up it through that. the window, the palace. <laughs> there, put him there. I'd love if you framed him like he's sitting there. He's just enjoying his food, and there's the gallows right behind his head. <laughs> that is such a good frame. Anyway, oh man, 
so then you know okay so okay so let's finish the story but you it's just giving me an idea there that uh anyway so then there's no way that the king can change this this is a law that's baked into Mm -hmm. everything he cannot do it uh, undo it but he gives mordecai his signet ring Mm -hmm. and says go fix this and mordecai pronounces an edict that the jewish people can defend themselves against their enemies that day yep and then sure enough it happens in the, that day in the palace or in the palace uh, city. It's across the empire. Five hundred. Well, well, yeah. Well, well, just what happens, yeah. But like five hundred people die are killed there of the Jewish enemies. Mm-hmm. But all across the empire, I mean, all, all these people who hate the Jews that are now attacking them are being killed because the Jews have banded together and they're like on the defensive. They've got mm-hmm. strongholds and they're ready to fight. Yeah. And so then uh, they extend it to one more day too. And so the enemies, in retaliation, I, I imagine it's. I don't know if for sure. We have to. I have to study it, mm-hmm. but. I imagine it's like fear of reprisal mm-hmm. that, okay, they just, you know, kicked our butts. So we're going to come back after them. Yeah. Cause the King's law, it only lasts a day. Yeah. And so they're going to do it anyway, mm-hmm. because they like, it doesn't matter what the King's law says. We're mad at you. Mm-hmm. And so the, you know, Mordecai extends the defense. Like Esther, law. Esther asks for the defense extents, law to yeah. one day. Yeah. yeah. And so then they do it. And sure enough, it happens. And more of the enemies of the Israelites are killed. And then they have this massive celebration Mm-hmm. that's uh, commemorating the event. Mm-hmm. And that's basically the story in a very big nutshell. <laughs> We've mm-hmm. taken a little bit of time. Uh, yeah. What you just said that's a great gave story. me the idea. That, like, <laughs> like you mentioning the Emperor's New Groove earlier. Yeah. Made me think that this would be a fantastic Emperor's New Groove-like yeah. uh, animated film. Oh, my god. That gosh. could have a lot of fantastic humor. That would be pretty that hilarious. Would, I hadn't thought about that, but, you know, thinking about it now. I think if I you think did this. would be a lot of fun. Yeah. So is, are we, I think that's, that's basically Yeah, so that's the it. story. Mordecai so, gets lifted up so should, to where so Haman what do you, was. Where do you want to start? What do you want to? Um, what are you most excited about? Uh, so you want to start with directors? Sure. All Go right. Cohen Brothers, straight up. Dude, Cohen Brothers would be so fun. I was thinking Wes Anderson, but it's too too quirky, too funny. Cohen Brothers because they have this dark edge to them. Because this yeah. is the funniest yeah. book in the Bible, but there's a lot of humor in mm-hmm. horrible situations, uh, like uh, from an audience perspective. Um, and so they can really play off the. Like something bad's happening, mm-hmm. and yet there's still humor and there's still irony. They're really good with irony, I guess, is the term. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're also Jewish filmmakers, and in the past they've made a couple films, like even in uh, uh, what's it called, uh, Hail Caesar. I appreciate their little, oh, right. their little scene yeah. there. Yes. Um, but uh, I think that they would do a great job with just that's a great pick. Just ha- pulling in the a good a good amount of actors and just just handling the source material yeah. pretty well. So I'm torn between two, and I actually wouldn't go in the comedic route. I'd go in the more heavily dramatic route. So either Denis Villeneuve Ooh, uh, to make it like a biblical epic yeah. more like that, or mm-hmm. if I'm going to go in the more, and this, this would, I think, fit the story better, mm-hmm. is like Darren Aronofsky. So he did the movie Noah, and so yeah. he pulled, he he's a, another Jewish guy, mm-hmm. someone who had, who's deeply steeped in... Uh, Jewish history yeah and I think he would he would I don't know that I would love where he goes with the film yeah but his style and sensibilities would be the kind of thing that I think yeah. would make the film really interesting interesting so yeah those was, are those are the those are my yeah because if you were to hear my cast list on top of it with the Coen brothers it's a very comedic cast are, list. yeah yeah are you are you pulling uh Coen brothers casting uh, Cohen and some Wes Anderson. Like it's okay, like yeah. for me. Like okay, I, so who's I went Esther. Start uh, with Esther. So with Esther, I went with uh, uh, Anna De Armas for for okay. Esther. Okay, interesting. Because I have her as a one of my backups. Like yeah. one of my one of the people I would 
Yeah, but she was. She, I, I figure because she's got to be pretty young as yep. Esther, yep. and that that cuts down a lot of actors. Like, you'd have to pick somebody new or somebody that's just kind of came out into mm-hmm. the acting yeah. scene. Ana de Armas is is my number two, but my number one actually came from my wife. Yeah, and it's Millie Bobby Brown. Interesting, like Stranger Things yeah. fame. Like she's she actually would do a good job. Like, have you watched uh, Enola Holmes? She played no. the younger sister of Sherlock and Mycroft. Yeah. And it was a really interesting, uh, more feminist film than I would like. Yeah. But it was a lot of fun. Like it was yeah. a, it was a fun film. For sure. And uh and she just did so good in that. And I, I think she would make a good yeah, a good queen. Because she's yeah. she's got that ability to go from being like high fashion and mm-hmm. like really lady, yeah. like a real presence as a lady, mm-hmm. uh and be the kind of like maid girl that's pulled from the random part yeah. of the empire to come up into the king's court yeah right like so she could play both the grungy maid and the high class lady so definitely that's what i, I would that's what i would do and in the dramatic world that yeah if, going from a, from yeah. a dramatic approach that would be more yeah appropriate i guess i think that'd be good so who else who else are you excited about who's uh, your king who's my king yeah. uh dev patel Dev as, Patel, as Xerxes. You know that, that would be fun. You know Xerxes. So this is the same Xerxes from the battle, like the Greek campaign against Thermopylae. This is the same king. Okay. Yeah. So Interesting. like he has to be somebody that's like relatively like well fit and like can appear as somebody who's come back from uh-huh. like a war. Yeah. Um. And I figured he'd be. He's got. He's definitely got the chops to go. Kind of like all my actors can do like a serious, but like mm-hmm. still kind of pivot into yeah, like yeah. a comedic right. role. Um, but yeah, so Dev Patel Dev for Patel for Xerxes. I was between him and Oscar Isaacs mm, for Xerxes, I but I had elsewhere. I had him as Mordecai. Oscar Isaacs. Do you really? Yeah, I, I did. have Oscar Isaac as Mordecai. As <laughs> there well. we go. Consensus. <laughs> there we go. Boom. He's yeah. he's hired. Yeah. By the way, Mordecai is here's here. Let me read what the scriptures say, and let you decide for yourself whether he's the cousin or the uncle. Because I thought he was the brother to the dad, but maybe. So let's read. Now there was a Jew in Susa in the citadel whose name was Mordecai, the son of Jer, son of Shimei, son of Kish, a Benjamite, who had been carried away from Jerusalem among the captives, carried away with Jeconiah, king of Judah, uh, whom Nebuchadnezzar had carried away. He was bringing up Hadassah, that is Esther, the daughter of his uncle, for she had neither Dang father it. or mother. Yeah. So Yeah. There you go. Cousin. Yeah. But yeah. yeah so. Oscar but, Isaacs has that ability to be younger or older. Yeah, and, and even in this age, mm-hmm. like he played you could, Joseph you could be, before. But. You could have a pretty high age disparity even between your between cousins. You know, yeah, so like, the big you families. You don't and have like, to. You don't have to yeah. make it like feel like an uncle. I just didn't want it to feel like a really old dude, which is what usually people do. Just yeah. make him like really old. Yes, right, exactly. I, that's how I've envisioned. I want like a funnier yeah. like brother sister esque relationship, yes, but exactly. like he has to like pretend like he's a dad, but it's when it's like down and gritty. Their brother and sister. Yeah, yeah. Comes That's down cool. to it. Older brother, but who else do you have? What else what else is what else? Oh, uh, I have Who's your Heyman? Like Heyman's another character. So Heyman that has to hard. be a good bad guy. Uh so I went between a couple people. I went with uh Jason Schwartzman as as Heyman. Okay. Uh which is uh I got a picture of him. Uh he's oh. yeah, he's definitely a more comedic actor. Mm-hmm. He was the bad guy in Scott Pilgrim. Um and uh interesting he he's de- he's just a colorful comedic you'd really overact the, yeah. the Heyman role um but i figured that would be fitting and i also went between him and uh uh willem dafoe no not willem dafoe because i had him for somebody else 
uh, between him and uh, Adam Driver. Okay, were the yeah. two I was going to, but I had yeah. other plans for Adam Driver. I do too. Yeah, do you really? Yeah. Okay, we'll see. We'll see where Adam Driver fits in. Okay, uh, he's not in this. He's not in the story per se, but he's a okay. cameo. Okay, nice. Yeah. Uh, my Heyman is Andrew Scott. Interesting. So more of a Moriarty. Is that yep. Moriarty? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm from the dramatic perspective, I was thinking it has to be, so it has to be someone who can play a good villain, mm-hmm. but also can be pretty whiny mm-hmm. because he's a whiny dude. He's like, yeah. he's a petty villain. So yeah. he has to, he has to be despicable that in his rage and with his power, like you can see him smiling really, and then like, it just like, yeah, he's got to be very dangerous. <laughs> yeah. And feel like a villain, mm-hmm. but yet you see him, you don't respect, you don't re- fear him like with respect as like a you don't powerful think he, villain. You feel like you could beat him up, but he's untouchable because of whatever yeah, yeah. is behind him. And so I felt like he could pull that off. Yeah. That's uh, interesting. My backup there was that Christoph Waltz would be interesting to see what he would do with Yeah. The, I the like Heyman Christoph character. Waltz. I don't know that. I don't know that he fits. I don't but know. I, but I would love to see what that would a be Christoph like. A Christoph Waltz-esque character would be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but so yeah. what did you have for Adam driver? I'm really curious. What was, so what's your the way I would there? do it uh-huh. is like, I would open it with a cold cut and then it would go for the, the history of the Israelites and the Amalekites. Okay. So you would see Moses and, uh, and Joshua and how they would, they would conflict okay. and it'd yeah. be like a smash cut, like boom here. And it'd be kind of comedic. It could be mm-hmm. like, Oh, we're here. And then the Amalekites attack and then they pray to God and God destroys them. And same thing with Saul. It happens. Uh, Adam driver, uh, so before that, Moses was going to be uh, play. I had Moses and Joshua and uh, Man, Saul. And you just cast all of like the Old Testament. I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to have John Totoro play Moses. Oh, I have John Totoro in really? here too. <laughs> yeah, and, but he's, uh, a, he's a something else. Alden Eidenreich as Joshua, and even though they wouldn't okay. be very big parts. Yeah. And then I had uh, so Willem. You're going to need a lot of money for these cameos. I know. Right? Willem Dafoe as Samuel and uh oh that would be fun. adam driver is solid oh william defoe would be a great ghost of samuel like yeah. can you imagine him playing just the like, part oh, where like, the witch go, calls him back up and says, what am i doing yeah here? <laughs> well i just pictured like because i wanted somebody that would have like the like zeal look when like they beheaded agag and uh, the whole time it was going to be uh uh jason schwartzman as Haman. he's going to play the king of the ammonites in every scene so oh, that, you, that way you get fantastic. it and you feel like oh that's a great idea. that's why the israelites hate him and he's slimy in every scene yes and you're just like oh Dude, that's genius i love that and idea. so it comes yeah. into the comes into the court and you just see him sitting there and he's like ah oh, he's getting all puffed up and getting everything oh, from that's the awesome. king i love that oh. that would be so good but anyway, that's that's where I had on a driver. That's awesome. It's Saul just kind of like coming back, and he's like, "You're not allowed to come back with this, this, and this." And you see him gold, and he's just like, "Okay, I, I just, I got, I got King Agag." It seems like what? So anyway. I had Adam Driver in as the king's eunuch. Like, so oh. I figured we needed some kind of character there, almost like uh, Woody Harrelson's character in Hunger Games. Yeah, who's like the a nice advisor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, kind of a little bit crazy. But yet a trusted, you know, trusted advisor for the mm-hmm. for the young women who are going in before the king. Interesting. Uh, I had Kamel uh, Nanjiani for the the eunuch. Yeah, yeah, the one. The I think I'm trying to know, picture that this guy. Oh yeah, okay. because he's comedic. Because I had a scene where like that Xerxes really was funny. like, "Where is she at?" And he's like, "Well, she's upstairs." Like he, he like goes up and you uh-huh. had like the cut back between the two, and he's he's like, "Go tell her to come down." And then it cuts oh, cuts fantastic. over, and she's like, "I'm not coming." Who's down. Vashti then? And then who who is he? I don't know who Vashti would oh, be. Okay. That was the one that I couldn't figure. See, out. since I'm going dramatic, 
like, oh, man, I'd be really interested to see if Ashley would be in a comedic way because that could be a really fun character. Yeah. But going dramatic, I was thinking like either Emily Blunt or Rebecca Ferguson. Like, yeah, you, I you know, see that. kind of a regal, like they yeah, both played queens women, before. But who can, who would be the kind of woman you'd be like, yeah, she's going to say no. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's totally going to yeah. just re- reject the king. Who's the king? Do you have, did we talk about king? Yeah. We did. Who did you have as king? I had Tom Hardy. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. I could, that's a good, I think that's actually, that's a good. Because I, I didn't want someone, well, could just because sensibility wise mm-hmm. he's probably older yeah you know so it's like it'd be weird an old king and the young yeah uh, girl anyway well he's come back from a failed campaign in greece basically so, so you so you have to have had to have been over there for like at least a while yeah so so you've got to have like it's like it's going to be odd anyway he's mm-hmm. marrying this you know girl mm-hmm. but you have to have someone who can play across from a young lady yeah. in a way that would be convincing that Not like creepy yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Okay, so I don't have uh, anyone else, but I have some other characters that I would be interested to know if yeah. you've... So your pair of traders. Oh, the pair of traders? Because I think they could be a real fun I was I was figuring since it's... For me, since it's the Coen brothers, they would just throw somebody like... So that's where I thought. Somebody Coen Totoro, brother in there. Totoro and uh, Jim, uh, Tim Blake Nelson from like a brother where I yeah. felt like they, they'd be pretty funny chemistry would be really funny as just like, like a, a couple idiot assassins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, be, I, th- I think that'd be a lot of fun. And yeah. Somehow Mordecai thwarts their plans. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that'd be fun. And then I, let me see there were, there's like the, another place that I think you could have some fun with casting would be the court discussion about what to do about Vashti. Like you've got a bunch of princes in there yeah. and that could like, that would be an interesting either making it very tense and dramatic and political or making it just like a big goofball scene. I would do like a wide shot where you can't really see their faces and you, you just see the King's perspective and it's just like a bunch of people yelling from like the tables. Like, <laughs> I think we should do this, <laughs> but then you could have star cameos, like whoever you want. Yeah. Then, yeah. Like, throw them in. Yeah. That'd be awesome. So anything else you've thought of for this? So you've obviously thought of an opening. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the movie of how you come together any other ideas or thoughts on like overall style or i just thought like following kind of more of the the quirky bent it would be pretty well done i think the hard the part where i was struggling is just kind of finding esther in the story um because it is it's the book of esther um yeah. and so i didn't really develop too much in my head as to how how to do all of that other than doing like maybe like a smash cut like uh mordecai going this is what we're gonna do and it's like a heist scene where he's like yeah like okay like you'd see in like king arthur or whatever where he's yeah yeah this is what we're gonna do yeah yeah and then or however they go back and forth and they're like no 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 we're not gonna do that and then and then it ends with like whoever getting killed or something and Uh he's like there we go let's do this and then they go into the scene or whatever Hmm. um but yeah. See, I took yeah, I took way more of a traditional like uh, classic epic type approach mm-hmm. where it'd be drama and cranking up the tension because while that while the, it is a comedic, yeah. while there are while there is a comedic real undertone, stakes. right? Yeah, like there the the drama of the story unfolds so tightly, right? Mm-hmm. Like so, even in the way that the Bible unfolds a story, yeah, you you hear like uh, you've got the Vashti is never coming back in here. Here's my ring, boom, it's done. Mm-hmm. And that's a perfect setup because then when it comes time and he's like, yeah, Haman had my ring and Haman goes, boom, then suddenly this thing isn't like mm-hmm. the Jews are dead. Yeah. And then also Mordecai thwarts the plan of the king mm-hmm. or of the uh, traitors to the king. 
and they're hung immediately. Mm-hmm. And then Xerxes are, is a man of action. And, and Xerxes is killing anyone who comes to his court that doesn't mm-hmm. like he doesn't like. And so it's like the stakes are really high. Yeah. And so the moment of Esther going into the king, mm-hmm. the moment of uh the banquet, right? All of that, like in spite of the the comedic element, like there's yeah. a heavy yeah. sense under it of like our death, you know, our, our people's annihilation is yeah. at, at stake, like yeah. literally. And so mm-hmm. like, I, I would love to see that kind of tension just ratchet throughout the movie mm-hmm. and then just watch. Like, I think the, the, the comedy is inherent in the way that things fall apart, mm-hmm. that it falls apart for the reason that things always fall apart. Yeah. Men are petty yep. and men are stupid. Yep. <laughs> and they're because of his pettiness mm-hmm. and because of his drive for what he wanted, he finds himself totally reversed having to praise more yeah. guy and then hanging on the gallows that he made for yeah. him. And it's just so beautifully ironic that it's, <laughs> oh, it's such a good story. Even so, Ed, Edgar Wright, I'm sorry, I'm still on the quirky, but yeah, oh, yeah. Ed, Edgar Wright doing it, <laughs> like just doing, really doing the slow motion, <laughs> and then there's like a like a shadow of like a. I'm sorry, that that yes. visual oh, that is just sticking with me. Fantastic, um, that would be awesome. Oh, dude, it could be a musical. It could be. I would musical. be very interested to see. Yeah. I mean, Esther the musical done by like Lin Lin Manuel Miranda. That would be pretty that would good. Be pretty, pretty. I think fun. what's what's interesting is what you got going for you is like whenever it was told, it was told at the festival of Purim the festival of lots to like the people of Israel. And like, I think you could also do it like as somebody like telling the story. I'm careful to do that because it's, it it can be really exposition Mm -hmm. heavy. Right. But like, if you, if you intercut it with like a person telling, like that's how I would open and close it was just like, this is what had happened. And then it goes through the the stuff. And then you do the cold open and you hit Esther and then it's like, and then it goes into like her story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Hmm. Um, That'd be fun, and 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 in that, like, I don't know. Yeah, I just I think it's it's just a great obviously yeah, it's a great story, yeah, and you you can go either way with it. Like it's yeah. it really there are, like you're saying there's comedic aspects, but there's definitely like that edge of you don't want to lose the edge of yeah. of it being kind of a darker. I, I think that's why the Cohen brothers would be such a good pick, yeah. though, because they do know how to like walk that balance just well, watch I, the I mean, ballad of buster watch, scruggs yeah they like, don't exactly walk the balance they like totally they go straddle the fence on like yeah yeah they're falling off on either end yeah that'd be good like because so i mean if you watch the one where like the, the guy gets like the where he gets replaced by the chicken mm-hmm. like that's a, like it makes you laugh when 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 he like looks at him and kind of goes like he throws the boulder yes. off and he looks at him you're like huh you're like oh my gosh that's so terrible like <laughs> <laughs> and then the, then it's just the chicken in the back and you're like, oh my gosh, that's yeah. so bad. But he made me laugh. Like, it's the same reason why right. like the Joker, like, have you seen the Joker? No. Anyway, in the Joker, there's, there's, there's like maybe three parts in the movie that make you laugh, but you feel horrible for laughing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but just cause they're like ironic and it's just kind of like, oh, this, that's really awkward. Yeah. But like it plays on that, like, this is awkward and ironic that this happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think yeah. that, that would, that would play in the story. Like he's talking, like, it doesn't say that he kills Queen Vashti or anything. I would assume that he probably did. Yeah. Um, or she was at the uh, she was at the edges of the empire. By the yeah, end. she was thrown <laughs> yeah. back to which it sounds like an Indian name or Pakistani name. So she's probably thrown to the other end of mm-hmm. the empire. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought it would be funny if like they're sitting there and it's a very Cohen brother thing. But like they're sitting there, he's talking with Kamil Nanjiani, and they're like, 
like, what are we going to do? Like, what are we going to do about this? And we, well, well, we're going to create this law and we're going to do this. And you hear people fighting upstairs and you hear Queen Vashti and everything. And then you just hear, ah, out the window. And he's like, I need to find a new queen. He's like, you need to find a new queen. <laughs> like, like, he's he's very serious, but, like, this thing just happened. It's like, very matter of fact. Yeah. Here's what's happening. Like, the the king doesn't, like, like, that's the scary part of the king. Like, he's he just... It, He's seen so much death and so many crazy things. Yeah. That it just doesn't even phase him mm-hmm. that he just commanded this thing to happen. And, yeah, yeah. And it happened. Yeah. He's getting a new queen. So like that's and, he's, and you just watch him killing people throughout the story. Yeah. Like just you know, I don't like you. You know, like you you brought a cucumber into my court. Yeah. And you can you can keep <laughs> yeah. keep cutting to that of like yeah. just randomly whenever you walk in, it's just another person like another reason why somebody gets hung. Yeah, right. But, yep. That'd be yeah. cool. I mean he's so Xerxes like historically one of the funny things that happens with him is in Greece, in order to, he was crossing a river, and the river wasn't like behaving because he was trying to build a bridge across the river, and so he has all of his people to punish the river, whip the river into submission. <laughs> he's just not. He's not. He's not all he's there. He's a crazy guy. He's kind of. He's eccentric. Yeah, for sure, at the least. That's amazing. But yeah, he's he would, interesting. yeah, that'd be a fun movie character. Well, there we go. We've cast and uh, got everything set up for That's a movie great. about. Esther. So someone needs to write it. Someone needs to sign on to produce this thing and get a director on board. Let's and, do it. Yeah. So go do it, folks. What are you waiting for? But while you do that, we're going to hang out here at the farmhouse mm-hmm. and keep watching the new movies that are made. And we'll chill. watch the news and see mm-hmm. if we see whisperings about the new Esther story coming out. There's been a couple. And they haven't been good. <laughs> <laughs> it's because they weren't directed by the Cohen brothers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Although the the there was one, the Book of Esther, which was one of the cheesy ones, where like one of the guys from For King and Country plays Xerxes, and it's just it's not very well done. But the Haman interplay with his wife was pretty hilarious. Oh, yeah. Like they got the irony right, which oh, is good. pretty hilarious. But nice. Anyway, yeah. Well, we will be here at the farmhouse, hanging out, yeah. watching movies, talking about movies, and we are going to be here again next week. So be sure to tune in uh, to the podcast. If you have ideas mm-hmm. for future shows, or if you have Bible stories that you want us to cast next time, yes, when indeed. we cast a story, then uh, let us know, and we will tee that up for you. You can let us know at the at podcast at foxfirefarmhouse dot com. Send me an email podcast at foxfirefarmhouse dot com, and we will get your ideas. Please, que- please send us queued up. And ready to go for a future Stuff. episode. Have yes. any comments, questions, things like that. Send Concerns? Concerns. If you want to send us. What are you concerned pets. about? Pets. Yeah. My kids would love a dog. Mm-hmm. Don't send me a dog, please. Don't. <laughs> send pizza. It to Elijah. Food. I'll take food. <laughs> I'll take pizza. Not poison. <laughs> Deliver <laughs> Domino's coupons to yeah. a podcast at foxfarfarmhouse.com. One of these days we'll just be sitting here eating pizza. <laughs> We'll eat it on the podcast we will, if you send will, it. Yeah, if you send it, we will have. <laughs> if you somehow get the address. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, until next time, we hope you all uh, enjoy watching some movies. Yeah. Enjoying some stories. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. And we'll share more with you in future episodes. So thank you and take care. Yeah.